This is Crowcast, the podcast from Crow in the UK, a leading audit, tax, advisory and risk firm with global reach and local expertise. In our podcast, you will hear from our specialists, offering insights and pragmatic advice to businesses of all sizes, professional practices, non-profit organisations, pension funds and private clients. Welcome back to Crowcasts. Um, in the second of our three-part series on sustainability as an important strategic goal, I'm once again joined by Roger Griffith's team principal at Avalanche Treaty Formula E. Hello again, Roger. Hi, good to see you again. Um, in this episode, I will be talking, we'll be discussing how sustainability helps to drive performance and, and innovation. Roger. As a, as a racing team, how do you measure success and how does your focus on sustainability support your success on the track? I mean, certainly from a competition perspective, success or the lack of is very easy to see. I mean, we're judged every few weeks, every time we go racing. Um, but what we do typically at the start of the season is we, we set what our goals are going to be as an organisation, what our, our competition goals are. You know, is it realistic to say perhaps we can win three races this year? We, you know, do we want to win this driver's championship? We, but we also think about from an operational perspective, you know, zero mistakes by anybody, um, the car not stopping on track, no reliability issues, uh, no mistakes from the drivers that result in us having to pay a visit to the steward's office to have a wrist slap, something like that. So it, it, it's very straightforward to track what we do from competition. You know, from sustainability, uh, that can be a little harder. But as we talked in the previous episode, you know, there are ways that you can look at the metrics of what it is that we do. Perhaps we can look at how many people we fly around the world, how much electricity we use in the, the factory. What does our freight bill look like each year? Can we look at ways of taking less with us? So... We, we have to balance this with the fact that, you know, first and foremost, we're a racing team and our business is that we're here to race. So we have a responsibility to our fans, our drivers, our sponsors to do well, but we can look at how we go about this. So, you know, we can win both on the track and also off the track. And I think that the focus more and more over the last, you know, three, four, five years has been about the winning off the track. And that has becoming as equally important as the winning on the track. And I think, you know, when we look at what are the takeaways from our perspective, it's all about staying focused, remembering what our primary goals are and, and, and not allowing ourselves to get distracted from this. I mean, we, we have a quote when we're sort of having a conversation, particularly with the engineering team, who mm-hmm. we'd love to generate science projects because that's what engineers do. It's fun, you know, fun yeah. to go explore new ideas, but sometimes you just have to sit them down and say, look, we only have a finite resource. We only have a finite amount of time. Does this make the car go faster? Yes or no. Maybe it will make the car go faster in two years time because it's a long project and we've got to get there. But sometimes you have to say, we have to look at the immediate future, which is two weeks' time at the next race, particularly if we haven't done so well. We have to bounce back. So we are guided 
by our targets. And every time somebody questions about the direction we're going, we can always go back to those targets. And these are not just targets that we sort of write down and then sort of put at the back of our mind. These, these are targets that, you know, I personally communicate to all of the team members at the very first event of the season, initially the first preseason test. We email them out to everybody. There's a reminder continuously about what it is that we're trying to do. We track them after each race. So everybody can see where we are compared to our, our target. And it, we don't get to the end of the season and somebody goes, oh, I didn't realize that we, you know, missed it. So it, it's about the communication and the awareness. So everybody feels like they're included and everybody feels like they can make a difference. Yeah, no, that's great. And that, that relates to both your performance on the track, does it? And your sustainability advancements too. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's it's part and parcel, and, and more and more those sustainability advancements are becoming a more prominent part of the conversation during the week. You know, when we look at what it is that we achieve during the race weekend, you know, we do a debrief. We obviously do driver debriefs, engineering debriefs, so we talk about car performance, driver performance, but we also talk about what did we achieve as a team, and you know. How did we interact with our sponsors? How did we interact with our guests? What could we do better? Where did we have waste? All those kinds of things that we, we talk about. And if we can make corrective action in time for the next event, then absolutely we'll do that. So these are things that we, we do internally, but we also talk to the championship as well about what they're doing. And, you know, there are, uh, there's a group of us, it's the Formula E Teams and Manufacturers Association, which effectively we're in an unofficial body we don't really have any power we we have a fair amount of political clout but what we do is we try to create a common voice so when we go to the championship or we go to the FIA the world governing body of motorsport we go there as a collective voice we and we can present our concerns and ask them what they're going to do about it things that we feel that unless they take action here this could have a negative impact on the championship and you know initially we were considered to be a bit of a noise in the background a bit of a pain but mm. we've actually come forward with some very good ideas we listen to now i think we've learned how to fight the battles and uh, we're actually making very strong progress together so it we we it, it's not just one individual team that's trying to do things uh, it, it's it's a collective group so it works quite well that's good and just kind of broadening out i suppose the stakeholders as well how does your the principle of sustainability by design help you to engage your workforce and to recruit um people within your your business yeah i mean it's initially i would have to say it wasn't a particularly easy thing to do um not everybody's on board with it some people just think well that really doesn't affect me how how can i possibly make a, a difference as an individual but through conversation and communication we can encourage everybody that works for us to sort of look at what they do look at what they do personally think about how they how they travel to work could they share a car with people we we've created a flexible working scheme within the new organization to you know allow people to carpool together and things like that look at just minor adjustments in the way people work, in the way they interact with one another. 
And we can, we've seen over time that these subtle changes in their behavior can actually have very positive results from their, their own personal actions. And, and once people start to see that, oh, actually, I can make a difference, then they're much more receptive the next time you bring it up. You know, I think sometimes it, it, it can certainly be, oh, no, no, not again. Here we are. This is just this week's buzzword. But I, I think people are, particularly the younger generation, are starting to see that this is important and, uh, you know, they're on board with it. I mean, I, I think, you know, when we're looking at some of our activities, particularly around recruitment and, you know, what does that mean for, for an organization? What type of people are we looking for? We can see very quickly during the interview process, when you start talking about sustainability, the activities that we do, the fact that it is important, how that candidate reacts, you know, that can quite quickly tick that box, yes or no, whether they're going to be a good part of the team or not. And, uh, you know, often people are quite surprised. They think motor racing is just all about going fast and having fun and the glitz and the glamour of it all. But, mm. When they realize that we, we're taking these kind of things very seriously, it can, it can really engage people. We can have some really fun conversations with them. And then you can think this person, you know, yes, they're a great engineer or a great mechanic and this, they, they're, they're an ideal fit for the job, but there's actually a lot of other positives that they could bring to the organization. Yes, that's great. And just in terms of obviously, um, Formula E is seen as a very sort of innovative, um, approach to things and and you know most sport generally is it's is a has a focus on innovation to to enhance performance do you, do you see the link between innovation in your in your racing and and innovation in how you approach sustainability and, and climate matters yes i would hope so i mean we in motorsport we thrive on innovation if you're not thinking about the next new thing mm. you're going to be overtaken so we one of the things about motor racing is that we are very receptive to change and new ideas we're reasonably receptive to risk uh, as well so the key for us here is to sort of look at the alignment between the technologies that we're working with and the thought process that we're trying to achieve here and see if there are things that we can bring to what it is that we're trying to achieve. So, you know, we can talk to our supplier base, for example, and, you know, they might come to us and say, Hey, we've got this new, new material. Uh, it's actually resourced or sourced from a more sustainable solution. Uh, it has basically the same performance properties. Hmm. I'm sorry, but it's a little bit more expensive, but, you know, we think the offset that we achieved through, um, the impact on sustainability is, is worth the extra cost. What do you think? And we can have those conversations. Whereas a few years ago, you'd have been like, ah, it's just, it's not worth it. But now we can say, actually, we, we need to talk about this. So it, it, it certainly opened our eyes to other technologies. We just have to make sure that we're not out of step with what we're trying to achieve from performance and, and reliability perhaps yeah with what the the rest of the world is trying to achieve from the sustainability perspective yeah and we talked about 
um, in the previous um, conversation, we talked about um, mindset a little bit. What, what would you see as being the key kind of mindset ingredients for you to be innovative? What are, what are the things that, that are part of mindset that really drive innovation? I, I think for us, it's looking beyond our own circle of technology that we, we operate in, being mm-hmm. prepared to look outside of motorsport, look to other industries to see what they're doing. Um, look to where the innovations are coming from. I mean, there are a lot of super bright people out there. There's a lot of work being done within universities. Um, look to see organizations that are backing these ideas up with data as well, rather than just noise and speculation about that. So this is kind of the approach that we have taken, um, not just close things off because we think, oh, well, that's just, just some random rubbish over there in the corner. We We'll, we'll look at it and then we'll make a, a, a realistic assessment as to does this fit with what we're trying to do. And sometimes you can see applications for what or where this technology could be used, but maybe today isn't the right time, but you follow the way for perhaps tomorrow when there's something new or you're aware of something that's coming that you think, okay, well, six to 18 or whatever months' time, we could transition in this technology so i I think it's just keeping awareness of what's out there and and being receptive to new ideas and looking beyond just motor racing and perhaps automotive engineering and look further and further afield okay and how do you see the relationship between formula one and formula e evolving as complementary series um, I suppose, particularly in, in enabling the race to net zero, how do things going forwards? Yeah, it, it's an interesting one. I mean, I would have to say that Formula One and Formula E, to some extent, are actually competitors here. Um, but I, to be honest, I think that's a good thing because, like, uh, when we're on the racetrack, we're competitors with another racing team. We're pushing each other hard, we're pushing to get the best out of each other. So, I, I think Formula One and Formula E are, are both pushing each other. That they they are on different paths. So due to the inherent technology in the racing car, so we're we're in an electric racing championship. They they still have an internal combustion engine, but ultimately, if if both championships are successful in what they're trying to do, then we all win. I think we can learn from each other. Both of us have you know, very smart people working together to solve the problem. Um, Formula One is much bigger in terms of its overall footprint. So potentially they have a bigger problem to solve as well. I mean, we, we perhaps take 4,000 people to a race event, all told. Formula One might take 10,000 people to a race event. They have to look at the, um, the challenges faced with an internal combustion engine and the, the fossil fuels that they use. We have to look at the challenges of the fact that we're using electricity and where do we source the fuel that generates our electricity? I think for Formula E, there is an advantage um, because as we talked in the previous episode, from the very outset, Formula E has focused on sustainability, net being net zero, the environment have all been one of its core principles. So it's not had to have a mindset change, which Formula One is is transitioning through right now, and I'm sure they're going to be successful. But you know, we were talking earlier about 
people being receptive to change. So Formula One is having to go through that process and convince perhaps some of the people that this is the right thing to do, whereas Formula E has already achieved that from the very outset. So I think those are some fundamental differences, but in conclusion, I would say the fact that we're both trying to achieve this is, is net positive for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, thanks, Roger. I think that kind of brings uh, this episode to a, a good conclusion. I mean, I got some, some great insights from that. I particularly like your winning off the track is important as, as, um, as winning on it now. Um, the importance of having key targets that everybody understands and buys into, um, very key, having a, having an organization that's receptive to new ideas from elsewhere to risk and, and change. But also I think that, that collective, uh, influence and people learning from each other is, is a great thing because ultimately, you know, with climate and sustainability, ultimately we're all in this together. Um, yeah, thanks Roger. Thanks. Thanks for your time today. Um, join us next time for the, the final episode in our series on sustainability as an important strategic business goal where Roger and I will be discussing um, the role of communication, engagement and collaboration across the value chain and with key stakeholders. And if you have any questions on the topics uh, we discussed in this series, we'd be more than happy to speak with you. So please do feel free to get in touch. It'd be great to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you and goodbye. Thanks. Tune in next time for another episode of Crowcasts. For more information about Crow, our services, industries we devise and insights, visit crow.co.uk. We are an independent member of Crow Global, one of the top 10 accounting networks in the world. You can connect with us on social media by following Crow UK on LinkedIn or at Crow UK on Twitter.